What's going on, everybody? It is Jazzy CEO, a.k.a. the Dapper Security Guard, back at you with another episode of Industry Talk Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to all lanes, all titles, and all levels of the security industry. We also touch on law enforcement. We touch on the pew-pew life. We touch on getting geared up. I mean, I just want to give everybody the tools and the information to be the best in their industry that they can be. So let's get into it. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Industry Talk Podcast. Listen, this episode is a very important episode for me because it's just me and you. I'm talking to you, you're talking to me, and that's how it's going to be. So this episode is called FAQ, Frequently Asked Questions. I get a lot of DMs and a lot of inboxes on all my social medias really asking me, I mean, a plethora of things. So what I did was decided to make a full episode answering all those questions at one time. Some of you have, you know, probably gotten responses back from me to say, can I just answer this on my podcast? Can I answer this on my podcast? And finally, I am answering it on my podcast. And I hope you are listening. And if you're not, trust me, I will be DMing you the link so that you can get your answer. So let's just jump right into it. Um, I'm not going in any particular order. I might be backtracking. I'm just going to go and answer other questions as I got them. Um, because as I got them, I wrote them down and I kept them cataloged. So we're just going to jump right into it. Um, the first frequently asked question I get is, what can I do to make extra cash as an unarmed security guard? Now, my answer might be a little blunt and harsh, but this is my answer. Become an armed guard. I say that to say, I know that all jobs don't need people to be armed. I know that it's not required in the contract. I know that some clients think it's cheaper to have unarmed guards, so they go with that cheaper option. Listen, become an armed guard. That's how you can earn extra cash. If your primary job is unarmed, you can keep your primary job, but you need to go get your credentials to become an armed guard so that even after your primary job is over, you can go do some extra work to make some extra cash. To me, there's no point of getting extra work to make the same amount or extra work to make less than what you already make on your regular day-to-day job. So my advice for that is to become an armed guard. Go get your certifications. One, get your certifications because it's real shit happening out here in these streets. And I think... People need to have their concealed carry and need to have their armed guard license. That's just my thought process. I'm not about to get into the 2A situation, but it is, you know, in the Constitution. And I think you have the right to bear arms, and I think you should. One, it makes you a lot more money. Two, it protects you a lot more than it does by you yelling and blowing a whistle. And three, because I said so. So that is the answer. Once again, the question is, what can I do to make extra cash as an unarmed security guard? Go get certified as an armed guard. Boom. Okay, the next question is, are you gay gay or are you just like this in the business? Okay, now let's dwell on that a little bit. You might not have seen me a lot, but if you click 
on my tag in the bio of the show on Instagram at Industry Talk Podcast on Instagram. You can go to my personal page, and my personal page is I am Jazz the CEO. And you can see who I am and what I look like, what I dress like. Oftentimes in uniforms, people look the same. So you don't really know what they dress like and uh, look like outside of uniform. So I get a lot of guys hitting on me. And I don't know if other female officers get this, but I get a lot of guys hitting on me in my uniform saying things just like that. Are you gay gay? One, I don't know what that means when you double something up thinking that it means differently than when you say it singular. I don't know what that means. But yeah. Uh, no, this isn't just for the look to look hard in my uniform. I don't know who does that, but I don't do that. And I don't dress the way I dress just because I want to look extra hard in my uniform. I have gotten that so many times. I have gotten that in my DM so many times. Guys, I love you. But no, I am not available to date you. Not at all. You know, it's just not happening. So I hope that answers that question. I literally just got that question like for the 15th time. So I moved it up to number two. Uh, Yeah, no, I do not date guys. Okay, so it's not just a uniform and it's not just for TV, as they say. So, no, I'm not. I don't wear my uniform the way I wear it just because I want to look hard in a uniform. That's how I dress on a regular. That's how I carry myself on a regular. That's how I am on a regular Keep it to business, folks. Female officers do not come to work and want to get hit on. Well, trust me, a girl will let you know when she's feeling you. It's it's just as simple as that. Girls will let you know when she's feeling you, whether or not it's flipping the hair, twirling her handcuff key around, whatever it is, you'll know. You don't have to ask stupid questions. So stop asking stupid questions. Question number three, where can I get EP training in Baltimore? Now, this is a universal international podcast but i am primarily based out of maryland out of baltimore so to answer that question as broadly as i can uh you need to get on the internet and you need to google executive protection training and all the executive protection training in the world will pop up and you need to find one as close to you as you as you can and as close to your budget as you can i'm going to tell you this some of these EP classes, they cost an arm and a leg, sometimes your gold tooth. And I really hate that. And I'm really, I'm actually putting some curriculum together and teaming up with some companies and teaming up with some people to put some well-priced training out there. So there are well-priced training all over the world. But here in Maryland, I've only seen a couple of places that do well-priced. And I mean, you it varies. You can have EP training where it's the basics And then you can have EP training where they're also doing uh, range time and formations and um, this, that, and the third. And they're doing car sweeps and they actually have the disabled cars for you to use. Um, Or you have training that has all of that but doesn't have driving. So then when you have driving, that adds more, you know, cost to the class. So you just have to figure out what it is you want to learn. Um, what it is that you need for what you're trying to go out and do. And that's how you kind of decipher what class is yours. And then once you decipher what you really want to learn, then that's how you can be like, okay, my budget for this is, and this is what the average cost of the class is. Um, I think the lowest I've seen here in Maryland is like 1800 1600 things like that. Sometimes that's way beyond somebody's budget um, for 
trying to get a job to make money. So I'm definitely trying to put together some classes, um, some EB classes, some permit classes, a whole bunch of things. So stay tuned. Keep watching our stories. Keep um, looking at our highlights because I will have um, some training coming up in uh, 2020 or in the next couple of months. Um, so first things first is to get on the Internet. Look for it, and then look for something as close to you as possible. Um, right now, I know uh, of a place on Town Road. So if you Google that, you can Google a place, um, a training facility on Town Road. I don't really know the name of it offhand, um, but I will also probably um, be posting the information to these questions on our page on Instagram. Um, So if you listen to the episode and you want the actual links or whatever, you can definitely check it out on our um, highlights or on our stories because I think I'm going to be making a story called training just for this. I just made that up as I'm talking to you. So we'll be having a highlight soon called training and I'll be putting links up to training classes, training facilities so that you guys can get the training that you need because I, I, I really want everybody to learn their craft, pr- protect the craft, and perfect the craft. So, um, in Baltimore, there's really a lack of um, executive protection training. You kind of got to go to DC to get it. But all you got to do is Google it. Google executive protection. There's online protection training. Um, but if you just Google um, your area, uh, things will pop up. There's a lot of training in, in Florida. So if you live in Florida, there's a lot of training that you can get. Um, if you're in London, there's a lot of training you can get in London. There's some great companies out there who teach the whole nine. So um, definitely just get on Google and Google that. Look it out. Look out for it on our highlights. Uh, question four, should I be a cop or open up my own security company? Ah, let me see. So should you be a cop? I don't know. Should you? Should you be a cop? Let me tell you what I want in a cop. What I want in a cop is somebody who has no bias. I want in a cop somebody who is willing to learn all the time, every day. Somebody who is compassionate and understands how to handle humans Um, I want somebody who can make decisive decisions quick, boom, 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 at a drop of a dime, willing to be, you know, continue to train, um, willing to be effective, who loves that line of work. If you love that line of work, if you want to be a help to your community or other communities, because a lot of times you don't go into your own community. So if you are willing to be a help to other communities and you're that person, you're that man, you're that female, then yeah, be a cop if that's your calling. If you just want a job, no, don't go be a cop because trust me, you're going to start feeling it because it's not going to be just a job. It's not just working at Safeway. That is a lifestyle. Being a police officer is a lifestyle. Like it's it's changing. It breaks up relationships. <laughs> it changes people. So if you think that that is for you, yes, please fill out the application. I think there's a lot of people who don't fill out the application but complain about how cops are. When you can just fill out the application and change the narrative on your own. You cannot change it from the outside, obviously. Look at all the protests and the riots and this, that, and the third. How about you pick up a pen, fill out the application, and go be a cop? So if it's your purpose in life, if you feel like it's your calling, be a cop. If you just feel like you just want to play with guns, don't be a cop. (laughs) Um, 
But should you open your own security company? I am a advocate for entrepreneurism. If you feel like you should be an entrepreneur, be that. I am all of that. I'm all for being on the police force, and I'm also for being an entrepreneur. And I just interviewed somebody last week who's both in the Army, entrepreneur, and a police officer. So it's possible to do both. I work for a guy who is a current homicide detective and owns a really lucrative security company. So you can do both. Um, I think being a police officer gives you the insight and the knowledge and the stamina to be a great security company owner. In Maryland, you actually can't own a security company unless you're prior police or prior military because those standards keep people from just opening up stuff and opening up companies who want to play with guns, who want to look like cops, who want to um, intimidate the public. So I really think that maybe you should be a cop first and then own your company second. Um, if you live somewhere other than Maryland where you can just start a security company, I just stress training for you as an owner. Take some entrepreneurship classes, some courses, some some online stuff, some TED Talks. Learn the business that you're trying to get into first. Uh, take some training. All the training you expect your officers to have, you need to have it. Uh, down to OC and tasing. You need to get tased. You need to get sprayed if you expect your officers to do the same thing. So um, I think you should do both. I, I, I think both would create a great person, and I think both will create another great security company because there are some really bad ones and there are some really good ones out here. So my advice is to do both, um, and it's possible. So that's, that's my advice. Question number five, do you use your PI license for EP work or security? That's kind of an oxymoron to me because it's my PI license. So why would I use my PI license for security? And why would I use my PI license for EP work? Now, does, my, does me having a PI license get me security work or get me EP work? Yes, because the more training you have, the more credentials you have, the more experience you have, people are going to reach out to you. So I have curated my personal pages to reflect the training, reflect the experience, reflect my knowledge, and that gets me work. I mean, people DM me all the time. I have somebody who I'm negotiating with right now who DM me on Instagram because they're having some extravagant birthday situation for their girlfriend, and they want executive protection, a driver, and then they want security for the after party. So that's three different things, three different lanes in the security industry, and all because I show people my value on the gram. So, um, no, I don't use the actual license to get work because the license is literally for private detective work, private investigator work. That's what the license is for. Now, if you were trying to say, is that how I carry? No, that's not how I carry. I actually have a carry permit for the state of Maryland. So let me just stress don't try to use one thing for the other because you get that one state trooper that pulls up on you and you're like, oh, well, I'm a PI and I can do this. Or, oh, I'm a security guard so I can do this. They're going to take you to jail. I literally had somebody driving through D.C. with a Maryland permit for their weapon and a Maryland permit for security. And they went to jail because they don't have a D.C. SPO. So just be careful with that. Don't try to interchange your IDs and interchange your certifications if you want the certification, get it. 
You want to be a security guard? Get that certification. You want to be an EP person? Get that certification. Can you do EP work without the EP certification? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Can you do security work? Yes, absolutely. Should you do security work? No, because you have these huge guys who think, because I'm big, I can do security, and then they kill somebody, and they don't have the licenses, they don't have insurance, they're not bonded. A lot of things can go wrong with that. So I'm stressing training and certs. Training, certs. Certs, training. Training, certs. Definitely get all your stuff together. Uh, Let's see. Question six. What do you have that allows you to carry? You know, I think this was the same person. But anyway, in Maryland, they break it up. In Maryland, you can have a carry permit or you can have a concealed carry permit. Um, You can have restricted or unrestricted. Uh, Most of the time, people who are um, security guards, they have restricted to and from work. You have a state job, a federal job, you usually are unrestricted. Um, If you have a concealed weapon uh, permit, it's usually because you're a business owner, ex-police or current police or corrections, military, um, and things like that. Or you've been in danger, and you can prove that you've been in danger and that you are in need of a weapon, and et cetera. So you can look those things up on Maryland.state. Um, so... Dot gov maryland.state.gov you can look all those um, things up on how to get the permit and what you need and so I have a carry permit I've had a carry permit since I want to say 2010 I don't know uh, so I've had a carry permit that long and um, you know I have probably almost every certification I could think of and I continue to get more certifications and I continue to get more training so that's what I have that allows me to carry I'm not just carrying for the gram I actually have my certifications I actually own weapons they're certified they're registered um so that's what allows me to carry um besides being an armed guard I'm a private detective um and an executive protection officer so I carry um on most of those details, um, and that's what allows me to carry, besides the fact that I'm freaking awesome. Uh, okay, so next question. What range do you use? This is an in-state question again, um, so sorry to all my out-of-state, out-of-country listeners. This is an in-state question. Um, unfortunately, right now, I'm very not uh, dissatisfied with where I go to the range at i really wish i lived in texas because i want to go to these outdoor amazing ranges that i see people shooting at like uh that dude tory i love when he goes to the range like i really be wanting to be there with him um check his instagram out or i mean you got all kinds of stuff like places in ohio and alabama the south just really has great so i've been trying to research stuff out in maryland and Um, Virginia so that I can start shooting rifles Um, that is the one weapon I have not really practiced with or shot with so right now in Maryland I use Continental Um, and I go to Continental because they have like um, free lane day for females yep Mm -hmm. yep free lane day for females so they have like um, free lane day so I go to Continental I drive out there but I'm definitely searching for an outdoor range so if you're listening you're in Maryland and you have some outdoor range suggestions please give them to me I'm 
trying to go shoot. I'm trying to, you know, I mean, I'm looking on Instagram and these people that are in like Ohio and Texas, I mean, they're shooting through the car windows and they're running around they're getting time. I want to do that kind of stuff. I've been through the indoor ranges shooting and that's great, but I'm ready to take the training up a notch. So right now I shoot at um, Continental and um, there's another one uh, out White Marsh. I shoot out there sometimes. I can't remember the name of it right now, but I shoot out there sometimes. But mostly I go to Continental. Um, it's where I'm comfortable at and where I know. So, Next question is, do you have a concealed permit and how do you get it? I kind of already touched on that. Um, you definitely, Maryland Maryland and New York and D.C. are probably the hardest places to get concealed permits. Um, I have an Arizona CCW class coming up. Um, so definitely look out for that. Um, Arizona covers about 36, 39 states, I think. I'm not too sure. But uh, definitely look out for that class. Um, because I plan on doing work outside of the state of Maryland, so I'm really racking up my uh, permits right now. Um, so I already said how to get your concealed weapon permit in Maryland. In other places, it's, it's way difficult. Um, New York, uh, if you DM me, I can give you a person in New York who I know teaches the CCW class for New York State. Um, I am originally from Buffalo, New York, so I have some connections there. Uh, and Virginia... Pennsylvania, you don't even have to live in state to get the concealed carry uh, concealed carry permits. So Pennsylvania, you can just go on um, their website, their state website, and you pay $20. And as long as you have a permit somewhere else, pay $20, send in the information, and you'll get your permit within like 30 days. So it's a lot of ways to get around, and it's a lot of ways to get your stuff and not spend an arm and a leg. So, uh, what guns do you have? What guns do I have? I have two handguns. I have a Glock uh, 22 40 caliber. I have a 9mm. Um, and hopefully soon I will have a Mossberg. I really want a Mossberg. I really, really, really want a Mossberg. And, you know, off the subject of guns, a different weapon I want is I want a freaking bow and arrow, and I want a Lucille. A Lucille is from Walking Dead, and it's a bat with barbed wire on it. I'm totally going to have that. Um, Cole, Cole uh, I never know how to say his name, but Noir. Cole, Cole Noir, I don't know how to say his name, but if you go on his page, he has a Lucille. Um, so... That's the weapons I have, but those are the weapons I want. So and uh, so and for my fugitive recovery stuff, sledgehammer, um, uh, uh, sledgehammer definitely. Um, that joint is the doorknob breaker. So um, those are the weapons I have as right now. I've been in this industry for a long time, and I never really was about that pew pew life. Like, I had my duty weapon, and then I had my personal weapon, and that was it. Um, my dad was in the military, and he is a police officer now, but he is one of those guys who does not like guns. So we were never at the range. We were never brought up around a whole bunch of guns. 
Um, so I really didn't have the desire to continuously buy guns, but now I'm kind of in that zone where it's like, okay, I need a new weapon every other month. Let's go. So I will be, you know, getting a new weapon soon. Um, I, I have a, uh, uh, by the way, if you're listening to this and you live in Maryland or in a DMV, there is a gun show coming up October 19th, a gun show coming up on October 19th. I will post that as well. Um, so Definitely, if you're in the market for a new weapon, there is a gun show October 19th in Maryland. So, And there's also a gun show in Pennsylvania October 19th, too. I'm trying to figure out which one I'm going to. So, uh, what does your badge mean to you since you don't have to take an oath like a police officer? Ah, okay, that's a, that's a good question. Um, just last week, I was doing EP work, and... Usually when people do EP work with celebrities and stuff like that, they don't wear badges. Um, And I've had people say that to me, like, well, if you're doing concealed, why are you wearing a badge? Um, One, I'm doing concealed, but I'm also doing security. So if something pops off, I'm a little black girl. I don't want the police showing up thinking that I'm just a random little black girl with a gun. I definitely want to be able to identify myself, and I want to have a nice shiny badge um, that says, hey, I'm working, I'm security, stand down. Um, so that's why I wear a badge. I'm, I'm really big on identifying yourself. Really big. It's, I, I think those cases where off-duty police officers or security guards have been killed by the police because they shot first and listened last or they weren't able to hear the identification or those people couldn't identify themselves fast enough or whatever the reason is. Uh, I don't want to be one of those people. So I do wear a badge under my suit um, just in case something does happen. I take my jacket off. I got my gun and my badge. There's no reason why you can't have it. Um, now, if I'm with a celebrity and I'm being, I'm supposed to be a needle, I'm just supposed to be there, then maybe the badge will be in my pocket or my wallet because I do have a wallet badge. But I always think you should have something to identify yourself. It's a very scary time in the world. Um, so to me, my badge means I'm here to serve. I'm here to protect. I'm here to do my duty. I'm here to watch out for the people. The people I'm in command of at that moment, wherever my security detail is, that's what it means to me. It means, like, I'm here to do my job. I'm here to take care of you. As of right now, you are my responsibility. And to me, the badge that I just got, my private detective badge, that's an accomplishment to me. It means that I sacrificed. It means that I put in the work. I acquired the knowledge and the education and... I spent my money on something good, you know what I mean? Um, I didn't even buy that badge, actually. My mama got me that badge. Thank you, Mom. Shout out to you. It was a graduation gift. Uh, I took my PI classes here in Maryland with M4 Security. They do a lot of training. Um, And it was something I wanted to get into. Um, If I was a police officer, I would be trying to be a detective. Like, it's just, you know, girls are already nosy. So, I mean, it just comes natural. But... um, it was just something I really wanted to get into, and I accomplished that. So when I wear a badge, it's literally a cliche. It's a badge of honor. It says that I did what I had to do to get here. i doing what I had to do to be here, and I take it seriously. I'm not wearing a badge just because. I'm wearing a badge because I take this 
whole industry as a whole, every single part, even if I worked in the mall, which I did at first. I worked in the mall. I got in trouble all the time for not wearing those stupid hats. That's why I can't be a state trooper. Uh, and I just take it very seriously. You know, the badge that I have now, I, one badge I've had for over 10, 12 years. Uh, the other badge is uh, my private detective badge. And that badge is really, you know, a symbol of me starting my business. Um, I've had a company that I've had for years, and it started out as an entertainment company, and we provided security. And just recently, I switched it over to being a complete security company, uniformed, executive protection, private detective work, process serving. So it just means accomplishment, you know, sacrifice to me. And if you wear any badge, whether you're a police officer or not, you should be really upholding that badge and holding yourself to a standard. And with security, I think people lack that. I think people get these security jobs and they just do whatever and they make the industry look horrible. No, maybe it needs to be an oath because you need to take this seriously and you need to stop playing with people's livelihood because some people like me take it very seriously. So that's what my badge means to me. That was actually a good question. Thank you for that question. Oh, here we go. This is a business, this is a business question. Um, I've had a couple people ask me. I've had some professional photos done. Um, me and a vest and my uh, weapon and just looking like I'm in the middle of action. People have asked me, can I use your pictures on my page? Can I use your picture for this? Can I use your picture for that? I say no. Well, my brand manager, um, shout out to my brand manager at the Shauna K um, on Instagram. Uh, she is a great brand specialist and brander and she could get you right. Anyway, sh shameless plug. Uh, People ask me all the time, can I use my pictures? I always say no. One, because if you're not hiring me, then I don't actually work for your company. And I don't want people to think, as good as I look, that all your officers look that way. And then you turn up with somebody with some baggy jeans, a gun on their drop leg holster, but it's all the way on their kneecap. I, I don't want to be misrepresented. I don't want my company misrepresented. So when you are starting out as a business, because as a security guy, you can freelance. You are a business. So as you start out as a business, you need to be careful where your image and where your name is because you don't want to be the face of some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So definitely be careful who you let use your name, who you let use your stuff. Just be careful with that in business, especially in this business, because that one bad thing, like all those videos going around with these security guys either getting knocked out or getting shot and making Instagram stuff and doing all this stuff, it's just – it's it's – it's just being a bad look for the industry. So make sure you continue to make the industry look great. And that's what this podcast is about, is to continue to perpetuate a good-looking outlook on the industry. So I always say no to people using my stuff. Unless you're using me as a model and you're paying me to use as a model and my stuff, it says your name on the picture. Or I got something that says your name on the picture. I got a badge on that says you. Or I got a patch that says your name. That's all I'm saying. Just be careful with what you let people do because if you put your hard work into what your brand looks like and then people use your brand, that's not fair. They need to put that same work in. Um, so next question is, what color lights can security have in their cars? This is a great question because here in Maryland, you are not allowed to have blue and red lights. I used to be a really big car guy. Like I had an orange Pontiac with 24-inch rims. I've had a blue car with 20, 
uh, 20 rims, 22s, whatever. And I've had low profile. Like, I used to really be in this car show life, and I used to get pulled over all the time because my headlights had blue and red blinking lights and stuff like that. So in Maryland, you're not allowed to have those lights. Um, you're barely allowed to have light covers. So for security trucks, white and red are not okay. White and yellow are okay. White and green are okay. Green and yellow, green and white, you know, those kind of things. You can't have blue and red. You cannot have blue and red. Don't make the mistake of buying all this stuff, souping up your cars and trucks, and then you got to take it out, and then you get a fine. It's just pointless. If you're security, be security. Stop trying to be these guys running around here in Crown Vicks trying to look like the police. You want to look like the police? Go to the police academy. It's simple. Get in, run around, push-ups, learn, and get out. Don't try to be a wannabe. Don't be an academy dropout and be running around here trying to look like the police. It's just, it's just ridiculous. You can go to jail, and people could arrest you, um, you know, for impersonation. You don't want that. You know, you don't want that. You don't want that. It's not that serious. You flash some white lights, people are going to stop. You know, you flash some white lights on your detail, people are going to know what's up. They're going to know, like, hey, they don't just sell those cars with us on there. So, you know, don't run around with red and blue lights. I don't know what happens in other cities or countries, but if you have an idea and you want to chime in, send me your response to this podcast, and I will post it on my stories. Um, but as of right now in Maryland, you cannot have red and blue lights together. You can have white lights. I really think white lights look good. I actually don't like white and yellow. That's just me. Green, eh. But I really like the spotlights and then the white lights across the top i just ran across a lady who runs the baltimore county auxiliary police and she does fugitive recovery and she has a jeep and all the lights are white and they're just across the doors across the top she has the bright i mean they're great so white lights to me is what i prefer um so that's that's my opinion on that uh next question is how do you become a pi in maryland so Basically, there's not a lot of regulation. Um, you need to take a class, and the class is about eight hours, a six to eight hour class, and you need to find a class that teaches PI and signs off on your application. You print out the application, you fill that out, you have to get fingerprints and uh, pictures, um, passport pictures, fingerprints, take the eight hour course, and turn all that in. You have to pay, I think, for the application. You take it to the state trooper's office and you turn it in and that's how you become a PI. Boop. That is as simple as it gets. Like that's how you become it. But how you actually become a PI is getting into an industry that you know you're good at. Don't become a PI just because it's cool. If you're not good at investigation, if you're not good at asking questions, talking to people, if If you're not good at watching, if you're not good at sitting, listening, if you're not good at piecing details together, you know what I'm saying? That's what it takes to become a PI in my eyes. You can get the certification all you want, but can you get the business? Because after you you get the certification, you you need the business. So you need to know the business. So you need to go beyond your classes and you need to really research and you need to learn different lingo and the trade itself and get in with a law office and and figure out what those kind of companies need from a PI. So it's really simple to become a PI in Maryland. You literally have to find a class. I am going to post that training as well. But if you go on M4, 
security.com. You can see when their next PI class is and also DM me and I can send you directly to the owner and let them know that I sent you and they'll take care of you. Uh, so next question is, do you have your own security company? Yes, I do. It's called After Hours The Brand. Right now, if you go on IG and you go on After Hours The Brand, you'll see a bunch of parties because it used to be an entertainment company. I used to own a lounge. Um, I used to do hookah for all the clubs in the area. I used to do a lot of nightlife stuff, and I used to do security. So you'll see security on there too. But now we are in the middle of a company rebrand and a company transition to where we're completely a security company. So be on the lookout for that. You can follow now and just wait for the new content to drop. Um, we are definitely in the process. Maryland State is a long process, but we already um, have switched over the LLC and we are good to go, um, and right now we are only doing PI stuff. So right now we are only acting as a PI company, and we are not doing uniform security as of yet, um, but we are doing PI and uh, executive protection work. Um, so if you need any of that, you can definitely hit me up, and we'll get to talking and, you know, doing some risk management kind of stuff. So we do consulting um, and risk management and things like that. Um, we definitely do brick and mortar consulting. I do a lot of that going in, tell you where the camera should be, what kind of exits, this, that, and the third, where you need to be, how to stay up to fire code, and stuff like that. So we do that because uh, there's a lot of people getting storefronts. And, you know, when the riots happened, there was a lot of people who were wondering how they got broken into because all you have is a window. You got this window, and all they got to do is throw a chair in it. So, you know, we, we assess things like that, and we let you know what you should do and what kind of uh, security system you should have and things like that. So we are definitely... A growing company and, and coming up in the world. I mean, I've been doing this for almost 12, 13 years, and I've worked for almost everybody in this state, including people in, in Buffalo. So I, I think I'm well equipped to be able to do it on my own now, and I think it's time. So, yes, I have a company, and yes, we will be unleashing that and making a mark on the world soon. What steps do I need to take? to start a, a security career. Ooh, how much time do we got left? Okay. So, I don't think there's actual steps. I'm going to tell you how I got started. I literally looked in the phone book, looked up security companies, called everybody, got a job. Then when that job was not good enough, I went back and I called everybody, got a job. I think you just need to start. If you want to do security, apply to all the security companies in your area. Work for everybody. I have learned something different from every different company I have ever worked for. Whether how not to do something or how to do something. Or whether what I don't like and what I do like. So now when I take details, when I subcontract, I know exactly what I won't take and what I will take. As far as money, as far as the detail, as far as duties. I mean, it's just like when celebrities come in and they're like, I only want rosé and blue Skittles. That's me. I sit down on a boardroom and I say, I don't do this, I don't do that, and I only do this. Because I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. And I also know what I don't want to deal with. I don't do residential anymore unless the company is really good and have a really good team. And, and you know what I'm saying? But companies sometimes, they put you out there, no radios, no backup, no nothing. And you're out there and it's seven, eight guys playing uh you know, craps on the table. They're, they're, they're gambling right there, and you're expected to move them, but you're by yourself. You know, so, I mean, it, it takes a lot to know 
where you should start. So do that. You want to do security? Apply to all the security companies you can. Find a job that pays good and do it to the best of your ability and become that guy where people are like, oh, Jasmine, she does security. Or, oh, Jasmine's really good. She can help you out. Become that person that people talk about. Become that guard that people like and admire. Um, so that's the first part. You want to start a career in security? Get a security job. Indeed, Google, whatever. Google what's in your area. Get a job. Start it. All you have to do is start to start. That's it. All you have to do is start to start. That's it. You want to do a career and figure out where you want to be. You know, don't take just any job and then now you're doing just any job and now you hate it because you're sitting all day and your uniform is ugly and whatever. So you want to start a career? Boom. Just get up and start the career. That's it. That's all you need because what you need is in Maryland, you have to have somebody to sign off on all your uh, credentials. So it's not like you can go down to the office and just be like, hey, I want to be a security guard. Let me, here's all my stuff. No, they actually want you to have the job first. So you have to have the job first. They have to sign off on your security uh, creds, and then that's when you get them. So Maryland's a little backwards. Um, New York State, I did not need that. I went down and said I want to apply for my security guard license, and I applied for my security guard license, and then I went and got a job. So you just have to look up all the rules and regulations in your area. But to start a career is to start. So what you do is you Google how to start how to become a security officer in Oklahoma, how to become a security officer in Wisconsin, New York, whatever. And then that is how you do it. And all and my advice is to apply everywhere. And you don't have to take the first job that comes to you, but apply everywhere. Apply everywhere because unlike police, we don't have academy to go to, give us all the knowledge, give us all the training, and we come out ready. No. You have to take it upon yourself to train, to learn, and to experience. So apply everywhere, get in, work more than one company, and do what you got to do. Get the training. I worked one place, it was federal, I got all this federal training. I worked another place, it was state, I got state training. It was another place, I got uh, tech training because this company was ran by a SWAT officer and all he wanted was to make sure that his guys knew how to breach a door, breach this, do that, clear a room. So it just got to figure out, do your research. But to start is to start, literally. Um, next question is, what do you do <laughs> and where do you work? And I know that this person asked me that question because I probably have about 17 different uniforms on my Instagram page. And that's because of what I just said. I work for several different companies because I do certain things for certain companies. There's one company in Frederick, Maryland, where I do tactical response. So I have their uniform, and all I do with them is big concerts, big events. Um, I'm responding. I'm on the uh, active shooter team. I'm that for them. Other places, I am their pat-down expert. I am their bag check expert. If there's a festival, they put me on the front line to check bags because I'm catching everything. And everything I catch, I'm taking home with me. Um, you know, and then another place, they know I like to wear suits. So they put me at all their weddings. They put me at all their movie premieres. So I work for a couple of different companies because I need a couple of different pay rates. I got a couple of different 
tasks and duties. Um, so I subcontract. I used to be a federal officer, and that was a regular nine to five. You were the same BDUs every day. You got the same weapon issued to you every day, and you go in and you work that federal job, and you get them good benefits, and you get that good money. But it was boring. I like the hustle. It's a hustle for me. I've always been a hustler. It's a hustle for me. Even when I was young and I was throwing parties, it's a hustle for me. So if you are a security officer and you don't have the regular 9 to 5, you don't have a $30, $25, $30 an hour job, and you're working for several different companies, this is my advice. Pick the companies that have the most hours or pick the companies that have the best details. If you're learning from this company, if you're switching up details, like, I just did a detail for a company, and it was a piracy detail. I didn't even know that existed. I'm talking about night vision goggles, suits, this, that, and a third. Those are new things. I learned new things for that company. So I don't work for them all the time because their pay rate is low. I can't pay my bills. I'm expensive. So it's a hustle. You got to piece it together. Okay, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, but I'm not going to drive all the way out here for this little bit of pay. I'm not going to work 12 hours for this little bit of pay and no overtime. So you definitely have to... Focus on the things that are important. You don't want to overextend yourself for a little bit of pay rate, but you don't want to cut yourself short from learning something because the pay rate is not high enough. You know what I mean? So you just have to figure out your groove, get into it, and get your hustle on. And, I mean, that's that's real. Get your hustle on. Um, the security industry is definitely a hustle because most of the time you can't work for just one company and really make ends meet. So that's, that's what I do. I hustle. I'm, the security industry is a hustle for me. I've learned all the things I've learned because I've hustled and I've gone different places and i traveled and things like that. So, what kind of stuff is on your resume? <coughs> that is an interesting question. Um, my resume is to the point. Like, the first part of my resume... Okay, well, I have several resumes. I have a resume for each industry. Well, each part of the industry. So I have a security guard resume. I have an executive protection one. I have a process server one. uh, Well, not process server, but I have a private detective one. And those things are basically, those different resumes are just directly to what I'm trying to do. If I'm trying to do executive protection, it tells you, like I am detail-oriented, always watching, head on the swivel, blah, 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 blah. And then it tells you the training. Boom. Training is second. Tell you who I am, a little, little paragraph about me, and then it says all my training. And then it says who I've worked for. And then it's my contact info. For my private detective, it's like, hey, I am an investigative, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and it says all my training. Most of the places that are looking at my private detective stuff, they don't know what none of that training is. But they see federal, they see government, they see this, they see that. They're like, oh, okay. She's with it. So all your training, put that at top. Let people know that you're serious and that you got it. And you're the guy for the job. Girl. Guy or girl, sorry. And you're the guy or girl for the job. Let people know what's up right away. So as soon as they look at the paper, they're like, oh, okay, 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 boom. People... I don't focus on who I worked for before. I want to work for you, and this is what I know, and this is what you need. And that's why I have several different resumes, because I need to focus on what that person that I'm talking to actually needs. If I have a resume that is for all everything, 
Then I got all this miscellaneous stuff on there that the executive protection client might not need to know or the law office might not need to know. So I have different resumes for different things. And that's kind of my advice, you know, have a resume that zeroes in on what you're actually trying to do. People don't really want to read a whole bunch of crap. They want to know, are you good for the job? Yes, no, good, let's go. So, do I need an HQL? Ah. So in Maryland, there's this thing called an HQL, like handgun qualification or something like that. I think it's stupid, um, but if you want to buy a handgun now, you need it. Um, I got one just because I like having certs. I like having everything just in case. So I just got one. Um, I did not have one for years because I already had my handguns and I didn't plan on buying any. So you don't need it to work. It has nothing to do with working. Unless you don't have a handgun and you need to buy one. Yes, you need it. And I think it costs like $20. If you already have a gun permit, then it doesn't cost you anything. If you don't have a gun permit, then you have to pay for it but uh yes you can buy a gun without a gun permit i believe so you know go on like i said maryland.state.gov get all that information because they are always switching up and you have to stay up with the regulations when you want to um, do stuff like that um so next question is what training do i recommend i recommend all of it <laughs> i recommend all training um I, I recommend all of it. And, and what I mean by that is, what are you trying to do? This goes back to knowing what you're trying to do. I, right now, I take MMA. I take MMA, and in my class, um, Hero, I had, I'm a member of Hero MMA Academy. You can check them out on Instagram, Hero MMA Academy. And I, they do MMA, boxing, grappling, uh, self-defense. So I do all of that. For women, I've seen so many police videos where a woman is trying to take a man down and he's just stronger than her. And that happens. And you have to realize that just because you have a police uniform or a security uniform does not mean people are going to comply. And when they see you and you're a small woman, they're definitely not going to comply. They're going to try to fight you because they believe that they can get you before you can get them. So I don't recommend fighting those kind of guys. You have things on your belt that are leth uh, less lethal. Use them. You have things on your belt that are less lethal. Use them or wait for backup. I mean, it's no shame in waiting for backup. Now, I have a lot of guys that I've seen on Instagram, like, if you can't do the job, don't do the job. And a lot of big guys get knocked out, too. So, I'm just saying, get training. Get training. You have to get physical training. And then I say, stay fit for duty. I am just now being fit for duty. I have rheumatoid arthritis, so working out wasn't my thing. I work out all the time now because being fit for duty is very serious now that I've moved over to, like, fugitive um, fugitive recovery and executive protection. Something goes down, I want to be able to get my client in and out. I want to be able to protect my client and myself. I want to go home. So the training I recommend is definitely self-defense definitely MMA because grappling and things like jujitsu and things like that is kind of on the ground. I don't want to get to the ground. I don't want to get to the ground. I'm too small. I don't want to get to the ground. I want to knock you out. I want to hit you with an elbow. I want to, you know what I'm saying? I want to be able to protect my gun. I want to be able to do things like that. So I recommend MMA. And as far as uh, weapon training, all of it. I am currently about to get into some rifle training. Um, I say dry fire. If you can't get to the range, um, 
going to the range, uh, enroll in some of these executive protection classes, enroll in some of these defensive driver classes, enroll in everything you can. Yes, it's pricey. Yes, you spend money. But if you buy sneakers or you have a hobby, then create this this to be your hobby. Um, that's that's my advice as far as training. You definitely want to take some self-defense stuff. You definitely want to be able to use your hands when you need to. Weapon, uh, weapon retention. Definitely want to take some of that stuff. Um, you know, so right now I do dry firing on a regular. I do the range, and I do MMA and boxing. Um, and I have taken several different weapon retention classes and things like that. I've even done crowd control training. I have my certain crowd control from the fire marshal because that training is important because I do weddings, I do concerts, I do this. So you want to be able to know how to make sure you get to the egresses. You want to know where the fire stuff is. You want to know how to do that. Now, my biggest one that I want to recommend is medical. Mm-hmm. You want to have medical training of some sort. At least, at least, stop the bleed. Used to be at least first aid. And first aid was CPR and put a Band-Aid on and da-da-da-da-da and uh, mouth to mouth. No, let's do stop the bleed. This is so important with all the mass shootings going on all over the world. Let's do stop the bleed because if you can't stop the shooter and you can stop the bleed, you are still doing something. So, yes, stop the bleed training is is very important. Um, Having a tourniquet, you know, I do gear Fridays on my uh, podcast page and um, it's because these are the things you need to do. These are the things you need to get. Um, if you're out and something happens, you want to be help. You don't want to just be there. And we're not doctors, so I'm not telling you that you have to try to save the life. I'm just telling you that you have to do something. And you want to be useful. So what I recommend is definitely stop the bleed training. Definitely at home dry firing. Definitely at home working out. If you don't have a gym membership, you can work out at home. Um, but definitely being fit for duty. Um, literally. My my testimony for that is I have arthritis, so I used to be a little overweight for that. And um, I was working response team, and my partner ran up, broke up a fight, grabbed two people by the neck, slammed both people down because he jumped over a wall. Yes, he's he's a, a, a MMA cage fighter. So he grabbed both people, slammed them both on the ground, but the crowd was closing in. So the same wall he jumped over, I tried to jump over. I couldn't even get up the wall. It took me two times. I jumped, I ran up it. I had to run back down. I ran up it, and then I jumped over. That could all have been solved if I had been working out, if I had my strength and my stamina up, if I had my endurance up. So now I do endurance training. Now I'm out here and I'm working out because you don't want to be the cause of your partner getting fucked up because you can't do it. There's an episode of Blue Bloods where this girl is running up the steps. She gets this um, guy. The guy says, where's your partner? And she goes, he's right behind me. He goes, doesn't look like it, pulls out a knife because she's a young lady and he thinks he can take her. And he probably could. So then five minutes into that, here comes the officer who's overweight, out of breath, sweating, hits the door with half his knee on the ground, and he gets fired. And now they're doing fitness testing in NYPD. That's on TV, but that can really happen. So you don't want to be the cause of that. So when I say I recommend training, I recommend training yourself. I recommend you going yourself to the gym. I recommend Stop the Bleed and any weapons training you can get your hands on. I recommend that as well.
So that was Frequently Asked Questions with John's the CEO. And I hope I've answered everything and I hope I explained everything um, to the best of my ability. There will be links um, and there is a new highlight coming out called training um, and look out for my training classes that will be coming soon with After Hours, the brand, um, AH Investigations. Um, so, you know, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for joining me and uh, we'll talk to you next time.